What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to you, Andre and Patrick who are the co-founders of Iteratively. Welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having us here. Really good. Awesome. Excited to have you both on the podcast. For people that haven't heard of your company, what are you working on? What is Iteratively? Yeah, I can give you the quick pitch. So at Iteratively, we help software teams ship high-quality analytics without the bug. So thinking of you using tools like Amplitude or Snowplow or Heap, make it really easy for your teams to instrument and capture high-quality data you trust. So I'm gonna ask some like pretty naive or basic questions because like I, I don't know this world this specifically super well. So and I think some listeners may be in the same boat. So if you if you work with like a these other analytics, are you almost like an aggregator? How 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 does how does how does someone think about what you're doing if they're already using other analytics tools? Or I guess how does someone use iteratively? What's the use case and things like that? Yeah, you can think of Editably as kind of a collaboration tool for your PMs, your analysts, and your engineers all to get on the same page about what you should be capturing, where this data is flowing to, and actually adding a lot of quality checks to make sure that the data ends up downstream where you need it in the right format with all the data that you need in order to answer any business questions that you might have. Cool. Yeah, that's in a world where data is more important than ever, you know, having good data is uh, a data that flows is very important. Um, I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about, oh yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, I saw you were going to say something, Never mind. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, data, it's very important, but why is it important to you both? I guess, I guess the, the question is, what's the origin of the story here? And why did you decide to start iteratively? Uh, we actually didn't know what we wanted to do uh, when we started the company. It's a bit of a funny story, Matt. Uh, we uh, uh, just knew we wanted to do a startup together. Um, we uh, spent the first six months uh, doing customer development. We knew we wanted to help start, uh, software teams build better products. And uh, we uh, embarked on a journey to go talk to as many engineers, product managers, data analysts, data engineers we, we could to try to figure out what keeps them up at night. What are the problems that, uh, that they struggle with on a, on a day-to-day basis? Uh, honestly, just looking for patterns and, and commonalities between what we were hearing, um, figuring that we were going to hear something that uh, is the big idea that we uh, weren't going to come up with on our own. And we did. Uh, data quality was that, um, uh, was that problem that, uh, uh, that folks told us about uh, that uh, kept them up at night. And uh, we uh, spent a couple of months uh, thinking about a solution, proposed a couple, couple options, ran those by our customers. And when, uh, when we got a, a, about half a dozen letters of intent in the course of two weeks, we knew that uh, we had something in our hands and, and uh, we went forward with it. 
You know, that sounds pretty, you know, kind of similar to my story, like not, not, not exactly, but I started a company just because I kind of was, you know, interested in starting a company. But throughout doing that, I, I found what actually like was really interesting and a big problem in the world. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. And I kind of grew into, into almost fell in love with the problem, not what I started off with. But as I discovered, I'm like, oh, whoa, like what an opportunity and no one's solving it. Like what, you know, it's time. And that's, uh, that, that's kind of a fun, a fun dynamic when, when starting a company. Yeah. I, mean, I think one of the things that we got advice on is like, pick the people you love and actually focus on them. Like pick the people, not the problem because the problem might change. But like, if you have to get up out of bed every morning to go work with some people, make sure that you really enjoy working with them. And for us, that was software teams. That's so funny. I, yeah, I, I don't share a lot about this on the podcast, but, but I think it's relevant. Like my first company was a content marketing marketplace where we connected writers to startups who need their blogs managed. And I always cared more about the writers. I was like, how can we, how can we get the writers, you know, covered? How can we make sure they're good? But everyone was like, no, they're not making you money. Care about your customers. And that's right advice. Like, I think, I think that's like, that's right advice. But I just realized I, I kind of caught myself. I'm like, wait, I started the wrong company here. I want to help the writers. Uh, so I think, I think that's cool. Um, so as you work on this, as you spend time, you know, building this out, I'm curious, what does an average day look like for both of you? I think it'd be interesting for the listeners to hear, you know, there's two of you, um, how do you kind of split time? How do you, what, what do you work on? How do you split responsibilities? Like, how do you think about just day to day? So, uh, uh, we had a pretty easy, I mean, we were both product guys, uh, at the very beginning. So, uh, in the beginning, uh, that's all you needed to do at a startup is just focus on the product. Uh, but as time went by, we, uh, we did buy, forget a little bit and, uh, Patrick's, uh, spending the majority of his time on sales and marketing and culture and you know, building the, um, the, the best company we, we can as CEO. Um, and uh, I've taken on a lot of the product and engineering responsibilities and making sure that we, you know, we're building the right product and the, the trains are running on time at the company. Every day, by the way, Matt, is, uh, is, yeah. it's chaos. Uh, as, uh, um, as, as founders of the company, obviously we wear multiple hats and, and do everything that needs to be done. Um, uh, whether it's janitorial work or um, thinking about what, uh, uh, what the next race is going to look like. Um, so uh, it's very varied. And, um, and despite the focus areas that we're in, uh, we cross paths almost on a constant basis. Yeah, 100%. And one more question. Um, in the beginning of your company, you mentioned you, you're iterating, you're figuring out what you wanted to build. Then like in a couple of weeks, once you got to the final version or final MVP, you got a bunch of LOIs. Um, can you kind of talk about that just lightly? You don't have to tell the secret sauce, but kind of how do you run that? How is that possible? There's so many people that are that are trying to do that. Um, so do you mind kind of giving us some insight into, into how, how others can potentially re replicate for their own kind of models? Yeah, we were fortunate. We actually had an advisor on our team, uh, Justin Wilcox, who created this program called the Focus Framework, which is actually super helpful for us to actually follow kind of a disciplined journey for entrepreneurship, where we had a set of steps that we were taking around market validation, product validation, solution validation, to really make sure that we're taking as much risk off the table as founders as we could. And so that was super helpful because it was kind of a curriculum for entrepreneurs. And, you know, in the beginning, we were really focusing on problem discovery. So understanding what problems that these customers were having. Once we actually identified the problem, we went into solution discovery, got the LOIs, and then went into market validation. And, you know, we're continually kind of actually going through this loop of problem discovery, solution validation, and market validation again as well. Uh, we still talk to customers on a daily basis and still talk to, to folks within the industry to get a better sense of the landscape. So it's not like we're out of that by any means. It's like, we'll probably always be doing this as founders. 
uh, it's definitely something that we enjoy and love doing. Uh, but for us, having a curriculum and a framework was very helpful. And as you kind of take take all of that and move forward with the company, looking out five years, ten years, fifteen years, what is the big vision of what you're what you're doing here, and what direction are you rowing in and as you build out iteratively? Yeah, good question. I think you know we we get this question a lot, primarily from from different folks. And I think when we think about vision, most folks have a very good vision six to twelve months out. Our goal and our mission as a company is to help software teams ship and build better products. And like for us, the the number one way that we can do that today is around improving data quality. There's likely things that we'll do in the future that are kind of auxiliary or tangent to that. Um, for us, our, our focus, at least on the near term, is kind of delivering an experience and a product that solves that acute pain point that customers are facing. And we'll probably add additional capabilities over time, specifically aligned to that broader mission. And in order to make that happen, you, you will need some help. It takes a village to make a startup work. Um, so my question for you is, how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring, raising capital, looking for customers? You know, How can we assist? Always looking for customers, Matt. So uh, if you're using Mixpanel or Amplitude or Segment or Snowplow and uh, data is a mess, which I'm sure it is, uh, we'd love to talk to you and find out how we can help. Um, and uh, um, also hiring, uh, I have a couple of roles open on our website um, uh, in engineering um, and uh, uh, customer support and kind of product advocacy as well. So um, uh, on the engineering side, at least I can speak to that. A lot of front end and back end positions, we're building a, a pretty uh, interesting uh, um, uh, pipeline on our back end for data processing. So looking for uh, experts and uh, folks that have done that in the past um, and uh, would love to chat with anyone who's interested in helping to build a, an amazing analytics product. Yeah, we've just secured 5.4 million in seed financing as well. So uh, very much plan is to grow the team and expand. We're 12 strong at the moment, fully remote. So hire across all geos. So yeah, if you're interested in helping solve this problem and work with software teams, let us know. That is very exciting. Congratulations on raising that cash. Um, if someone wants to find you online, learn more, potentially work with you, become a customer, any of the above, how can they find you? What's your website? Do you have social media handles? Do you have an email, telepathy? You know, How can people reach out? Yeah, I mean, we're on across all social media. So feel free to reach out to us on Twitter and LinkedIn, or you can find our website at iterative.ly. And you can always contact us at patrick at iterative.ly or on ly as well. Yeah, I'll repeat that. Patrick cut out a little bit. Uh, so that's pa patrick at iterative.ly and, and Andre at uh, iterative.ly. Um, you can also find us up, yeah, on, uh, on uh, Twitter and uh, LinkedIn, as Patrick mentioned. Awesome. One thing I'll mention uh, for people listening is that like, you know, these are, these are founders that are, you know, crushing it every single day that I interview, reach out to them, you know, hit them up on Twitter, you know, like see how you can help work with them. These, these are awesome founders. So I appreciate both of you coming onto the podcast, sharing what you're working on. Um, and I wish you best of luck building out iteratively. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much, Matt. Great chatting with you.